how they mm-hmm. their well being. I think it's that that parent code of like you are who you hang out with. Yeah, absolutely. But also, the parents themselves can sometimes be the issue. Oh, for sure. So I mean, not my, not no, my, not my, not my, not mine, not not you, not mine. But yeah, exactly. Some people, yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to OTT Our Teenage Testimony. I'm your host Daltine. I'm Emil. And I'm Nyla. And today we're spelling the tears, triumphs, and truths on self care. So like, what is self care? Okay. People, okay, is it between self care and like skin care? Somehow, <laughs> what a way some, to start. some, because some people really do get it confused. Like, self care is like, oh, I'm gonna take a bubble bath tonight. I'm gonna do a face mask, you know. I'm gonna relax, and like, I don't. It can go hand in hand, but they're not the same thing. I've never heard that. No, confused no. by that. No, no, but, but people like, really do get it because it, yeah, it's so much of like. It's not the same exact thing, obviously, but it plays into it so much. Like, people just, like, taking... I feel like people don't realize, like, taking care of themselves is, like, self-care already. So I feel like that, you know... Yeah, but I think especially in, like, now in 2019, there's so many self-care pages. There's, like, 50 self-care pages. And then when you look at them, you see all their posts about skincare. And they don't acknowledge the fact that, like, self-care is internal as well. Nice you can have clear skin in a horrible mental state. Oxford Dictionary is really the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. So, <laughs> okay, just saying. All right. Yes, Oxford Dictionary. So you think that that's Instagram pages and 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 like sites that focus on self-care should broaden their scape more? Yeah, I mean some of them do, but I think. Recently, I've just seen them all reposting the same thing about using Freeman masks, and I'm like, I already have five of those masks. I don't need any more of that. Like, they'll talk about maybe, like, school for a minute, but there's so many pages, and you'll only come across a few of them that are actually giving self-care advice of substance. Right. What do you consider of substance, or not substantial advice? Okay. I think they need to put more emphasis emphasis on like taking care of your mental health and like stressing out people need to go to therapists more like you don't need to be in a bad mental state or whatever to go to a therapist and just get yourself checked out because people will find out things or like they'll end up like learning more about themselves than they started off knowing if they had just taken some more professional steps towards Mm self-care as nice as it is not everything can be solved with a bubble mask yeah i feel like mental health in general is like the gateway to self-worth which inevitably will lead to Self-care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's like worth noting that school and work and everything, that really, did, that kind of puts some stress on how people can go about self-care because you can't take a break from just doing homework. And that's like one cycle I remember seeing on Twitter is that I'll take a mental health day and then end up not doing my work and then my grades get worse and then my mental health declines because my mm-hmm. grades are declining. So... There needs to be emphasis on like navigating self-care and mental health around school as well because you don't want to take time off from school and just saying, oh, that's my self-care day and then you have 50 self-care days at once. So do you think that society and like schools especially can do more to like encourage self-care? They do. Do you think that that they offer an environment where that's like okay for you to step back and take a day for yourself? Yes and no. Do you think that they already do it? Because I don't think they do. No. 
I, yeah, I don't think they even think to do that. I think it's a different. I feel like it depends on based on like each person. It's kind of different. The situation regarding the schools. Mm. Yeah, I remember. Some people will. I feel like. I feel like if you're not taking as rigorous classes, you're obviously not gonna have to worry about self care. You could literally have a whole day to yourself and not do your homework, and you'll be literally perfectly fine. Right. Probably because you don't have as much homework because of the classes you take. But if you're taking all these AP and IB classes and dual enrollment classes, it might be a little bit different. So it does different number of people too. Yeah, and then I remember I was doing a focus group with a bunch of students from other schools in the county. And they're like, anything that schools really do that tries to help towards self-care is all run by the students. There's nothing like countywide, there's no countywide advertised like day for students to just take a step back and right. relax. They're like, you guys have teacher planning days, it's fine. Did we bring this up during the um, meeting with um, Redstone? Yeah. There was a forum at our school where we got to ask questions and have a conversation with the superintendent of our um, district and that got brought up a lot about students it, not having room for, you know, to take a break. But I think adults just see that as like, oh, you're just in high school, you don't know what stress, stress is, you don't go to work from 9 to 5 every day. like. Yeah, it's that kind of like, what do you have to be tired about? You know, like they don't. You can't really measure your pain or someone else's pain. It's still, and then it's still like pain. You but know? this is why I it's say, a toll. This is why I say mental health day and make it more general because I don't think it only has to do with your classes and your workload. That offers a lot of stress for sure. Like definitely, you can feel like you know you're kind of getting piled on with all the work that you have and like the workload is too stressful. But there's also outside factors that people go through. People go through family issues and like personal stuff that you might just not want to go to school that day. Like you go to school and you know for a fact that there's so much on your mind that you can't learn and you're not going to get anything from being there. I feel like you should, it should be built into the school system. Like there are certain days that you take, in addition to sick days, that are just days for you to like take a breather and be and out of it. I feel like in between each quarter we should have at least three to like a week, I'm just like a, a genuine week or even halfway in between, no, because each quarter is like what, eight to nine weeks long, nine sometimes weeks. seven. After three weeks, we have like a three-day weekend at least, where there's no homework. And, and if you do that once a quarter, I feel like it'd be so much easier. And then honestly, okay. you come back with like a fresh mind. You can, anybody can just like call out of school and then get the absence excused. Mm -hmm. But the issue isn't like just not being to school that day. It's like there's still work to be done when you right. come back. Like it's not what day you miss or how many days you miss. It's about what you have to come back to. If you miss five days, you have five days of work to make up. Mm -hmm. So maybe what schools could do better is like when students take that day off, give them a bit more lenience or like have a universal just day there off. There shouldn't be punishment because there are repercussions for <coughs> yeah. missing. Oh boy. Yes, there is. <laughs> Definitely yes, are. There are. Okay, so tell me. No, I'm just saying in general, like I'll come, like I'll miss a day of school and I come back and it's like, oh, this is due tomorrow, so you need to turn it in. I but, miss, because it's a student handbook and it says we do have two days to make it up. Code of Conduct says you got two, two days, days to, to make, make it up, up. Whatever, for every day that you miss. Exactly, but they don't really follow the rules. It's like, and it's like, well, you're held to a different standard because you're in this type of class. Well, and then sometimes what? it's not even like the homework. It's like the classwork itself. I remember I had taken, I can't remember how many days off of school I was and I missed like a lesson or two. And actually it wasn't even... It wasn't even mental health, it was like my actual physical health. Mm -hmm. And I had like two, three days off of school, and like that's where calculus really started to tr 
really started to tank oh, for me. Boy. Because like I said, it's not about like how long you're absent, it's about what you're missing when you are absent. Because in the class alone, I can doze off, like go be on cloud nine for a good three minutes, I come back, I don't know what we're learning. <laughs> right? So like, like, you weren't even there only. No. My mind was somewhere else, because like I said, it's just, there's stress in general, it's just like you're thinking about other things. I mean, there are different classes that I come back and I'm like, mm. wait, F, F, of uh, what? Why, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Pardon? Right. I think um, there's, there's a certain responsibility on the student because I know for myself, and this is speaking like personal experience, I know for myself, I haven't taken an AP class since the ninth grade. I took one, you were there, AP <laughs> Human Geography. Let's not get into it. It was a, it was a nightmare. Um, and honestly, like, I don't know why they offer that to first-year students. And the teacher herself said, oh, it's like the third hardest AP class. And he yeah. Depression. Like, yeah, it was what? kind of a bad idea. And then she went and taught eighth grade the next year, but that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of knew right off the bat, like, after going through it and the stress that came with it and, like, the workload and how intense it was, that it wasn't for me. So I think there's responsibility on you to understand mm -hmm. what you can and cannot handle and what you're setting yourself up for. Because that was the one AP, I, that was the one AP class I took and, and it maybe shouldn't have affected my entire high school experience because it was a very bad experience and I know not AP, all AP classes are like that. Um, but I knew like right from that that I didn't need to do it again. I didn't need to go through AP again. However, I do think it's partly the school's responsibility to like foster an environment where students feel safe to just take a day off if they need it. And they're not going to feel like the world is going to fall out from under their feet and like they're never going to be able to catch up again. Because there are students who, who, who take AP classes because they need to. Yeah. And because they're looking for those credits for college or, or for what they want to go, or even just the subject they need to learn about specifically for yeah. whatever they want to go into later. I didn't need that, so I was able to just step away from it. But other people don't always have that. Or they know they're, you know, they're set on there's certain path that they want to take and that involves AP and dual enrollment and, and higher learning classes and they shouldn't suffer just because they're taking on a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They shouldn't, you know, and now that we've be penalized. Looked, we've, we looked at like self-care and mental health from a school slash work standpoint, but where do you think social self-care really needs to like take a step? What forward? do you mean by social self-care? Yeah. The pe okay, I remember our teacher had a quote on the wall where it's like, your um crap did you say your appetite or whatever or what you digest your palate is more than what you eat it's like what you absorb around you mm -hmm. so i think people don't acknowledge that their social atmosphere also contributes to their mental health and self-care Absolutely. oh definitely the people they surround themselves with have much more impact on like how they mm -hmm. their well-being i is. think it's that that parent quote of like you are who you hang out with yeah absolutely but also the parents themselves can sometimes be the issue. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, not my, not mine, not mine, not mine, not mine, not you, not mine. But, yeah, exactly. Some people. Yeah. So, okay, expand on that. What? Expand <laughs> on that. How, what were we talking about? Social, how social you surround social yourself care. with and um, the environment you put yourself in. Like, I don't, okay. Like, I can literally relate this to something that happened to me. Like, that is, oh my god, I have to keep, like, reiterating this. The friends I had before were not bad people. It's just that we don't hang out anymore and we just distance ourselves. Right. But the people I hang out with now, not feel like I'm calling them dumb, but they're not dumb. They're just very, and very, very, very interesting. Back, perhaps? 
No, um, no. I feel like the people that hang out are just on a different type of intellectual level. Okay. So like me, I know I can't like certain things I want to say. I know I'm gonna double check my facts before I even say it in front of them. <laughs> because oh. they'll be like, um, that's not right. Actually, like you know what I mean. And it's like you, when, you, you when you're when you're around people that that <laughs> hold themselves to a certain standard. Uh -huh. You want to hold yourself to that standard too because you don't want to make a fool of yourself in front of them. Right. Yeah, and also it goes negatively too. If people hold themselves to a lower standard, sometimes you end up lowering your standard. I remember sophomore year, I had a friend, she wasn't all that academically. And because me and her were such close friends, I was like, you know what? Me and my friend, like, we're on the same level. That's what matters. Like, I mean, I could be doing a little bit better, but me and my people were just like, we're hanging in there. And that's where. That's kind of where I started to realize my social circle was not the best for me. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even realize it. My parents told me, like, I mean, like, you need to stop hanging out with these people. And I was like, for what? They're like, what do you mean for what? Like, you're not doing as good as you used to before. So you felt they were, ta like, dragging you down, kind of? Because you felt But I didn't unmotivated. feel it. I didn't feel it. Just, like, now I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that definitely was an issue. But I thought it was fine. Because they're acting from, like, no, yeah, like, it's fine. They so think it's you, fine. It must be fine. Like, otherwise, they wouldn't be, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you have advice? on how you can sort of recognize if that's not a good situation for you? Honestly? If you find it's like social... If you see yourself lowering yourself to certain standards, like I know people say like you don't notice until afterwards, but there are some hints where you notice you just let people say what they want or you feel differently about yourself in not a positive way. You give in more. Like, you're Speaking more from experience, like, I was a lot more lenient to the way my mm -hmm. friends treated me. Mm -hmm. And, like, once I grabbed that new set of friends, I realized, wow, I didn't have to be in that situation. I really just let them say what they wanted to. You, right. you see, you realize that you're becoming a follower. Yeah. You're, you kind of just, like, tag along. It's like, oh, okay. I guess like in that case, I might as well, you know, it's like one of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it's, you kind of fall into it. If you see yourself kind of just like, oh, I mean, I guess like, why not? Like, I don't see an issue with it. If you're not questioning it, there's an, there's an issue. <laughs> see, I, I see what you're saying. And I've had the experience, but in reverse, you know what I mean? So not necessarily on an intellectual level, but like academically, even going back to the AV thing, I've had friendships with people who are like who were on that track and were like doing like seven AP classes and, and an IB here and like three dual enrollment on the side and I just wasn't doing that. Like I had my dual enrollment and, and I had my one AP that I don't do anymore. But like I said, I took one AP and I knew that it was not for me. But I was surrounded by people who were always on it and and, and just kind of like driving this isn't this, this, every second of every day was school and what are we doing about this and did you hear about this class and this is and it felt like I was like drowning trying to keep up with that you know what I mean like I felt like I was like oh yeah how can I do this how can I do that like school wise you know like how can I get into this thing and it wasn't good for me you know what I mean so knowing how I saw that in class and how it wasn't good for me and wasn't working for my schedule and my mental health and how I wasn't down with the workload and then I saw people who were doing 10 times that and I felt bad I'm like how come I can't do this when they're on like this level but then even like looking into it further I'm like are they really happy because those people that I was with I was like you know yeah, they're doing all this and they're talking a big game and it sounds great in theory, but they're killing themselves to do this And, and I'm not gonna kill myself 
and like drive just to keep up with them when it's not making me happy and it doesn't benefit me at all. Especially now like looking at those people now, like my current friends, especially senior year, you see that eventually it does, it will fall it down if you're down. not careful. Like we all have a friend who like really realized, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Let me take a step back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember when she took that step back, I was like, wow, that was a good idea. But also it shouldn't have gotten to that point when it came to school. And then also having other friends who are on that intellectual level and you finally see them start to crack. Exactly. And you're like, wow, this is really what school does to your mental health. Because it's you not even always time. just like about how smart you are. Like, you have to know where your own limits. Yeah, exactly. It's you know can't. yourself and know what you can handle. Because I knew right off the bat, this is not for me. But other people get too deep into it. Mm -hmm. And they get too wrapped up in, well, I need this credit, I need this. And then they don't realize that they're like not keeping up with themselves. And they yeah, spread themselves too thin. this is where you have to be okay with just being you. And yeah. knowing that it's perfectly fine. People don't know when to limit themselves sometimes. Yeah. And then when you realize it, it's too late. <laughs> sometimes. Like, you mm. need to take time to understand, yourself. like you said, your limits, yourself, what you like, what you dislike. Mm -hmm. And then make an effort to not put yourself in situations where you go beyond that and you don't want to. <clears throat> so sometimes self-care isn't, like, reaction. It's preemptive action. Mm -hmm. that people need to take before <laughs> something bad does happen. Exactly. An important conversation is we have these things to say about how it starts, but what steps can you actually take to better your mental health and self-care? Okay. So physically speaking, I know, you, I know you, you touched on it. I want you to go deeper. Yeah, I kind of dragged physical self-care. <laughs> But honestly, physical self-care is important. It contributes to like your self-image, and if you don't have a good view of yourself, you're not gonna have, it's gonna detriment your mental health too. So self-confidence needs to be built, so that's where physical self-care does come in. A lot of people do the skincare and everything because they feel like they wanna look better, and they shouldn't conform to beauty standards, but I also see how the way you view yourself is very important to the way you treat yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And also your self-perception can change based on how you look or how you feel like you look. It's just important to not let that drive you. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So that's more physical self-care. It's not a bad thing. It just should have an equal playing ground, if not a little bit of a lower playing ground than mental self-care. Mm -hmm. Because you can look as beautiful as you can on the outside, but if you're not well on the inside, eventually it's going to all fall down. Right. Yes. And I guess I can touch up on like mental mm -hmm. self-care. Um, don't feel attacked by this because I feel like some people will be, but like don't. Self mental self no like honestly I'm about to be real mad. But I was be sad. <laughs> but I feel like mental self self-care, it really just start with the person. You have to realize that they're yeah, okay, for, in order for you to have the good mental health, you have to be able to lead yourself in a certain manner. Mm -hmm. And one of the first steps in taking that is realizing that there is room for improvement. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people can't acknowledge the fact that they do need help. Like, whether it's just from someone else who just, they know they can do it themselves, but people kind of, because help just kind of see, so some people view it as like a weakness, like, oh yeah, you know? Okay. But I feel like that's the first step. You have to realize that there is room for improvement in that like, no one else can help you see that but yourself 
Right. That goes back to what I said about like some people needing to go to the therapist, even though you don't think something might be up, just go to the therapist and continue that like self-discovery. And that'll contribute to you learning yourself better and then being able to lead yourself in your actions with more efficiency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that then we were talking about earlier about having to know your limits. This kind of goes hand in hand. You need to be able to prioritize your how do you swear your down? obligations. Yeah, you need to be able to prioritize your obligations. Know what comes first, because inevitably, like in the end, you should always be coming first before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Dealing with <laughs> dealing with actually anything. That's one thing I do absolutely horrible at. Relationships. Even your financial life, like you should always be coming first, yeah. always, all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, help me, y'all help me elaborate on this dog. I don't really. I know that's one. It's thing. a point. I just don't know how to. Elaborate. I know that's one thing I just do horrible at, like prioritizing things. I'm just bad at it. The things I should do, I probably pay less attention to, and then when the time comes for me to acknowledge that thing, I start panicking, mm-hmm. and that's where I kind of dig myself into this little. Hole. Why do you think this little hole? I dig myself into a hole because I'm just horrible at prioritizing. So is it like time management? Is it like you just kind of get out of it or you don't focus enough on it? It's just an unwillingness to want to do things. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, like being completely honest, that's another part of self-care. You gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah. But it's like acknowledging an unwillingness I have to do things, and I try to fix it. Mm -hmm. But. It goes back to like priorities and it does include time management. It definitely includes time management. But just knowing what comes first in life or like knowing how to arrange what you're going to do is so important. And that's one of the things I know like I can give advice, I just can't take my own. You know what's funny, but you also, when I say prioritize yourself, you know, like obligations, I'm not saying, okay, when you put yourself first, that doesn't mean be selfish. No, not even. Because I'm, I'm just not realizing this as I'm speaking about it, too. I will do things that I enjoy. Like, my clubs and stuff, I enjoy my clubs so much. Like, I just, like, as long as I'm doing something and I know that I'm helping somebody or, like, it's for the greater good, mm-hmm. it helps me and it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. But it's not as the same as putting myself first. I find joy in putting others first before me. Okay. But I just think that as, like, beneficial for myself, you know what I'm saying? But in a way, it kind of is beneficial for yourself. I see, like, if you get joy from helping people, the stuff you do to help people helps you. But, I but think not my, if it's out of the I think, it's, I think it's unhealthy, though. Because I will stay up some nights, and I will work on stuff oh, yeah. for the podcast, for my clubs, for, like, um, BPA. I stay up one night trying to do a project for that. I enjoyed it so much, but I, I don't realize that it's so unhealthy for me yeah. to really do that. I get what you're saying. So or your limits. Even I was in a certain, <laughs> I was in a certain club. Like I was just, I enjoyed the club so much. It was like a volunteering club, and I love volunteering so much. But like, I didn't realize like, like I loved it so much that I kind of buried myself into it without realizing that's not. Don't make, don't make what you do a part of you. Make it something that you like to do on the side. Okay. Don't let it continue. Mm, don't make things a part of you. Like, don't. I get it. Yeah. I think <laughs> what I want to end on is, um, again, I can't, I mean, we said it like 15,000 times, but know your limits and know yourself. Really make an effort to get to know yourself and what you like and what's too much for you and, and you know, that sort of thing. And then also just um, be mindful of what you're surrounding yourself with and who you're surrounding yourself in, with and what situations you put yourself in. Because the last thing you want to do is let something consume you to the point where you grow resentment 
towards other people mm. or for this, your life situation yeah. that you're in and what you put yourself in. Um, so just, yeah, be careful. Think about what you're doing before you put yourself in that situation. And think about how that situation made you feel and then learn how to learn from it and grow from it and how to move forward. I think that's a wonderful way to end it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, we're, honestly, for like the sake of you guys, I just want you to ask you guys to take this video and like, take a step back from everything you're doing and like just reevaluate your situation as where you're at now, where you, you were before and where you want to be. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And figure out how you can get there, what you, where, what you should be prioritizing and right. if you're on the right path. And if you don't even know, ask your parents because they, they trust me, they realize it. <laughs> they know. They know. They just probably won't say anything and just want you to figure out yourself sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a lot cool way to wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks for watching and for <laughs> listening. We're OTT signing off. <laughs>